Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Las Vegas, Nevada, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andy. Good morning from Cincinnati. Good morning from Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm go full Michael Buffett. My Andy Ruther. Who's better, Michael or Bruce? Uh, who's the original? Michael, Michael Buffer's the original. Yeah, he's better. You think he's better? Yeah, Bruce Buffer is just Michael Buffer if you bought him on Wish. <laughs> what is Wish? I don't even know what Wish is. I don't know, but it's a shitty website. I know that. It's a shitty website where you buy shit. I think it's like the Ross Dress for Less websites. That's funny. It sounds like something. Sounds like a basic white girl website. Yeah. Is that no, what it think, is? No, I think it's a shitty. I think it's a, it's a white, poor trash, person. white it's a trash poor, website. It's yeah. a poor person website. Yeah, exactly. By the way, is it incorrect to say donating things to the poor? Uh, I don't know. I get called out all the time by uh, on that. Like, you know, as we're going through stuff, oh, let's put it in the box. We'll give it to the poor. That's kind of mean. You should You should say. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not like. I mean, I just say like I'm taking things to goodwill. Whatever. Let's give it to the fucking garbage people. Let's give it to the human trash. They could use it. No, I just said, I just said poor. I What's guess our it, trash is a poor man's treasure. I guess it is a negative connotation. I don't know. Who cares? I agree. What are they? They're not watching this. You'd be shocked. Yeah. We've we've addressed this. The amount of homeless people with iPhones. Yeah. So you're day what? Three, three, day four. This is day four. Three days of shows so far. Shout out to Nick who came out last night to the uh, show at Dirtball. Dirtball show up. He wanted me to know that he was uh, not um, a psycho. He was like, I have a wife and children. They're home. I work here in Vegas. Uh so he was like, I'm not a weirdo dirtball that comes alone. But I was like, but you still are. <laughs> but he was like, but I don't have a trench coat and a ski mask. And I was like, no, you're good. But yeah, three days of shows down so far. How are you holding up in that Sin City life? I'm doing great. Last night was the first night I uh, I actually went out. Um. So, you know, had a couple drinks, played a little blackjack. Um, yeah. So here we are. On watched, day four. You watched that Mets game, that wild catch? Dude, it was amazing. What a game. I mean, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but originally, so yesterday, this was this was this was the part that got me really, really mad. Yesterday, sorry, not yesterday, two days ago. Two days ago, Mets Dodgers, huge series game on TBS. 
So I was like, well, I don't know what the uh, local market is here in uh, Vegas, but I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about buying Wi-Fi in my room. I got Mets Dodgers on TBS. Yeah. Mets Dodgers on TBS blacked out. Because this is Dodgers baseball area. Like I like I can't even comprehend how Major League Baseball would dare do this. Well, look, I just know I do know from living there. And I'm not defending it. The blackout is ridiculous. It, it is Dodgers Lakers market. So like when I live there, you got all the Dodgers games, you got all the Lakers. Don't games. care. We're fucking four and a half hours from LA. Not not to mention. It's Vegas. Yeah. So so sports, bo- sports books have to have fucking spectrum to show the Dodgers. It doesn't make sense. Well, first of all, the, the idea of blackouts at this point. Dude, I like there's some there's some part. OK, here's the thing. You want to blackout a national game when it's in the market and, and play your local feeds. That's fine. If I buy MLB.tv, which I don't, thanks to the multiple dirtballs who have given me their password, but if dirtballs are going to buy MLB.tv and share their password with me, they should have access to baseball everywhere. Sure, it should I ne- agree. You, sh- you should never be blacked out. And this goes for football, too, but baseball is way worse for it. You should if you buy if you spend the hundreds of dollars a year on the package, um, you should just get baseball. So Tuesday, yeah, yesterday was Wednesday. So Tuesday, this is amazing. Tuesday, can't watch the game on TBS, can't watch it on the MLB app, can watch it on TBS streaming. So I watched Tuesday Tuesday's game dream on my laptop via TBS. Last night, can't not on national TV, can't watch it on MLB. So I have to go through a well, somebody gave me a VPN, which like never fucking works for me. I mean, do this you, you know to be honest. Or yesterday you- I watched it on like a budget janky, you know, the illegal thread. Like what, what is this? Are you Jason Bourne to watch a goddamn yeah. baseball game? Like, we're, talking my about point, v- my point we're talking about VPNs this. to watch a game. Well, my point is this also. If it's so easily accepted, I went into what you refer to as the Mean Girls chat. And I said, I need a link to watch the Mets game. And I got a lot of like, okay, boomers. Um, and then they sent me a link to watch the game. And I appreciate that. But if these links are so easily available, and somebody told me that in there once before I was complaining about something. They're like, Hey, next time, just let us know. We get you a link. If it's so easy snap of a finger to get an illegal link. Why are these leagues not smart enough to know? Well, then we should make sure that if you pay for the package, you get the games to incentivize people to buy the package. But if you went down to the casino, I'm sure that game would be on. Correct. Yeah. But it was like four o'clock. I got a show at seven. I just want to chill in my room for a couple hours, watch no, baseball. No. Oh yeah, no, I get it. I, I get it. I was just wondering. Like, I assume that'd be on the sports book. Maybe, 
I don't know. I mean, do the sports books just go with all the packages and stuff too? Or do they also like, I mean, the Rio is not the world's greatest hotel. Sure. The sports book here being like, we don't get the Dodgers. Well, going through all that just to watch a game, especially a, an important game, a playoff preview, possibly. It, it's Mets all it's, and Dodgers now three and three versus each other this year. But I think that's a microcosm of where baseball's at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Baseball's a disaster. I mean, they're way, they're way far behind. The remember the NFL used to have that stupid blackout rule if you didn't sell out your local game. Yeah, I think I I read that a few years. I think I read that years ago because you can't sell these streaming deals and you can't sell these TV deals and then say you have to go to the game. It's like we're going to sell to Apple TV for four billion dollars and we're going to sell to Amazon for three billion. Also, you have to go to the games. Yeah. What? And by the way, I'd love to go to the fucking games. Honestly, if I was if it was Mets Dodgers and it was in L.A., I go to the games. Who goes to more fucking away Mets games than this guy? I'd love yeah. to fucking I'd love to meet that person. But when even even when I'm in L.A., so I can't watch a game in L.A. When the team's in New York, I can't go to the fucking ballpark. They're in New York, guys. These cable deals, I mean, just end cable forever. Well, those cable deals, that, that's what got the Dodgers all these players. I mean, that, that deal, the Dodgers Spectrum deal is, I mean, it's billions of dollars, I think. Yeah, the team agreed. When they did that, it's probably worth between 7 to $8 billion for 25 years. I mean, that's pretty wild. That catch was amazing. That's the catch of the year, right? I mean, it's got to be up there. I mean, just also given the moment. 2-1, DeGrom pitching great. DeGrom only going to pitch seven no matter what. So you're trying to get the last inning out of DeGrom. You're trying to get to your setup man and then your closer who has been bananas. Edwin Diaz is a fucking G. Um, you have DeGrom pitching great. The only real, I mean, he gives up, he gives up two fucking seeing eye singles, two little squeakers. And then he gives up the Mookie Betts Homer Betts legit. Betts also, you know, Betts is on a, just a full on heater. Also Betts last night post game said DeGrom might be the best pitcher ever. Certainly the best pitcher he's ever faced, which is like nuts to hear. Um, but then Justin Turner, Met Killer, former Met, uh, you know, he hits an absolute fucking seed to center field. Yeah, and Brandon Nimmo, who's played an incredible center field this year, considering he he's he does not have in you know insane range. He's doing a uh, like a sick job out there this year. Goes up over the wall, and then. Just Mr. All-American, the guy who fucking sprints down to first base when he walks, the guy who probably doesn't fucking swear, gets the huge – and then, like, goes bananas. You love to see 
I mean, like you said, playoff baseball. You love to see him fired up. You love to see DeGrom fired up for the catch. You also just love like the Mets are in a pennant race right now. You know, they're in a they're in a race for the with the Braves for the division. And the Mets schedule gets super easy after this, but the Dodgers coming in New York and sweep that series. Now we are in trouble a little bit. So to get that one, even it up to be three and three versus the Dodgers this year, uh, the best team in baseball to be like, we've gone toe to toe with you guys. See you in the playoffs. It's nice. So you got a rubber match tonight. You man, final month. September's here. Yeah. And then also, I'm not not sure if you saw my other tweet, but like what a night it must have been in the like 25 acre radius of city field. I mean, Jacob deGrom is over there having Mookie Betts say he's the greatest pitcher of all time going out and shoving versus the Dodgers. Huge catch stadium going crazy. People in Manhattan probably can hear the fucking city field crowd after that catch. Or are they hearing the Arthur Ashe Stadium crowd? Because Serena Williams at 41 is taking down the two seed 50 feet away. That's crazy. Flushing Meadows was fucking Goatville last night. This is her final go around, correct? It's her final go around. I feel like she's been doing it forever. She's 41. For people who don't know, I mean, it is. They essentially share a parking lot. Yeah. Like they're right next to each other. Right next to each other. They're on opposite sides of that train tracks. Like, I can't throw a baseball from City Field to Arthur Ashe, but like Starling Marte can. How do they do parking? Well, there's enough parking. There's enough parking there. That whole area is just parking. wide open. Yeah. It's just a huge, it's from the World's Fair. So it's a big open area. So there's actually separate, like they don't share a parking lot, but they could. Well, I'm going to start going to Blue Jays games. Why is that? You see that fan was the Oh, fan. yeah. Like I was, uh, dude. I love. I love how this is. This is the most news the the Major League Baseball gets lately. Guy getting a, a beach in Oakland last week. Now we have a guy in Toronto, just banging some chick, just straight fucking. And he wasn't that far away from other fans. Yeah. And then, so the initial tweet of this. Here's what's wild. And they go up there and he's just balls deep in some things. He's like, sorry, sorry. We, what are you, you talking know? about? I had it in a boot. Underneath the video, the original initial video that I saw, I don't know the Twitter feed that posted it, was people responding to just like public sex. It was hilarious. So the dot or not the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, do they still have a hotel in the Rogers Center? I mean, yeah, it's, I, I'm sure that they do. I can't imagine that they got rid of that hotel, right? So people could see. I don't know how it's set up there because I've never been there. But their rooms would open up to the stadium and people would have sex. And then there was a bunch of responses or replies underneath that tweet showing the pics. 
And then people just started showing video. Like somebody just showed one of like somewhere in Manhattan, a video they filmed or something like, oh, I'm here. I'm watching people have like it, it turned into the funniest thread of just people showing pictures and videos of other people having public sex. I wouldn't even call it public. It's it's in their hotel room. But they were obviously. Yeah. What the ball game is that? Yeah. Oh, this was the feed. It was uh, at six buzz TV, but it's like the number six. I X B U Z Z TV <laughs> under it is great. It's just like a thread of mostly sports people having sex. <laughs> Which, by the way, that'd be kind of a bucket list thing. Have sex at a sporting event. I'm not a public sex guy, but I think that'd be kind of cool. I, I'm too. I'm too much of a little. I'm a little bitch with that stuff. I'm not. I'm not all about the public stuff. No one goes to Reds games, bro. You could fucking. You could chili dog a chick there for sure. <laughs> well played. You really could. You could you could you could fuck in the back of that Toyota that that they had people guarding for three minutes. Remember the three minutes during the season where there was getting attention? They had to hire extra security so some guy didn't take a shit in Toyota. Now you could blumpkin a girl there. Oh you know my god. It's, it's September. You totally could. You you really could. That's too funny. Just holding your balls like Johnny Bench in that famous picture. <laughs> Dude, I could. I could I could move there. Would they even know? like like if I moved to Great American that's, Ballpark? Would they, would they even move, notice? That's a movie like Tom Hanks in the Terminal. Yeah, just some Reds fan walking around. Like, hey, good to see you. You're always here early, aren't you, Timmy? Yep, definitely don't live here. Well, remember what was the yeah, story li- we talked does about? He a couple- live in the Annie's pretzel stand. Yeah, remember the one guy who lived at the vet in Philly? Yeah, we talked about that story. Yeah. Like he worked there and then he somehow lived there. Wasn't that in Philly? I think so. Yeah, man. man a place to live. Can you imagine living at the vet? No. I can't even imagine ever going back to the vet. What a fucking cesspool that place was. What an absolute dump. You got arrested there. Got arrested. Well, I got detained. That's right. I want to share this quick Shohei Otani stat. Shohei. He's the only player in Major League Baseball to hit 30 home runs and throw 100 strikeouts in a season, and he's done it twice. Yeah. 30 bombs, 100 Ks, one season, only one, done it two times. Just let him go. Like, like, let they, him they, go. Like no, well, they, I mean, but here's the thing, Andy. We talked about it. Angels selling the team. Keep them. Keep it. Yeah. Keep them. Get him some pitching help. Get some other guys in that lineup. I want Trout and Otani to stay with the Angels. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want them going elsewhere. By the way, a lot of talk down here in Las Vegas. Um, I've been complaining about how the Rio is not great, but like that it's a quick polish away. Like the Rio is a 
bad hotel. It's bad, yeah. especially no, com- especially compared with the well, how yeah how nice the new ones are. It's just outdated. It's outdated, but I'm like, you know what? It's really not like the bones of it are not that bad. Like they could make it better with like not that to me. I mean, obviously it'd be millions upon millions of dollars, but not that much effort. Like it's not a tear down situation, but apparently everybody, as I said this to baseball stadium, this is where the A's stadium is going to go. Yeah, that's what they said. I, I followed it. So that's dope. Do they have the thing that goes between the two towers? What do they what's, have? Is it a it zip called? line? Yeah. Is that what? There is a zip line out there. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody fucking use it. Did they use the zip line between these towers? No, that became a new thing. When Remember Tug and I stayed there a couple of years ago? We okay. Made a, a quick day trip to bet on some NFL games. You stayed here at the Rio. We stayed at the Rio because it was the cheapest. Yeah. Yeah, there was a zip line. Is that a zip line though? Have you seen people zip line that? I think it's a zip line, yeah. It looks like it's just a wire, but I think it's a zip line. Wow. No, it's literally right outside my window. And you gone to the pools? Yes. It's just dead. It's dead. The few people there are there are fat. The the um the like chairs look like they've gone through a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, how old are these chairs? It honestly looks That's like depressing for me. If the pool wasn't clean, like no joke, if the pool wasn't clean and the pool's like semi clean, but if the pool was just like green and brown and in the morning before anybody gets there, you'd be like, this is a zombie apocalypse pool. This is some shit out of zombie land. Like the chairs are disgusting. That's why. So, so I was there. I worked there summer of 2006. Obviously, that's 16 years ago, but that's by pool would have been like it was popping all three pools just popping do they have the three pools still i think it's four let's see here yeah they have the one you walk in where there's a little beach area a waterfall yeah and they have the other one maybe it is four like it was two, popping. two of them are, two of them, are t- two of them are entirely closed two of them are just like these pools are closed one pool allows children the other pool doesn't yeah, yeah yeah that's how it was that was always wild when i lived there there was one pool you could go to for kids and you're like what i mean because even the rio was still starting it was starting to be past its prime even in 2006 but it's still it still was like fun right but i'd always joke and say when i worked there why are you bringing your kids like we caught a guy getting a blowjob one that you know what i'm yeah. saying like it, that, that that was happening still in 2006 like in the hot tub area but they have like the cabanas down here and they all have a little mil- shout out to our sponsor miller light they have miller light fridges in them yeah l- little M- miller light mini fridges and i'm like this is offensive to me as a miller light drinker like rusted out cabanas I'm like, I'm, I'm taking these. I I was like, I was like mouth in the Goonies. I like grabbed the Miller Light fridge. I was like, this one, this one's mine. I'm taking this one back with me. Well, I'm glad they still have Miller Light because they had Miller Light when I worked there 16 years ago. I mean, it's one thing I got to say. They got, they got Miller Light all over this place. And I appreciate that. It's why, it's why it's hard for me to, uh, Hard for me to enjoy. It's like Miller Lite deserve. Forget me deserving better. Miller Lite deserves better because Miller Lite. I mean, 
We talked about Serena and DeGrom. How about the goat of beers? Yeah. And there's no better time than starting this week, college football. There's no better time to start drinking some Miller Lite. If you haven't already, because if you, well, first of all, if you don't know about Miller Lite, I like that comparison. Like, then you don't know about Serena Williams. Yeah. What are, what are you doing? Yeah. That's been your go to Sunday beer. I know it's been your go to beer in general, but that's your go to football. Oh, it's, yeah, for sure. That's that's really how my love of Miller Lite started. That's my true Miller Lite. Watching football on the weekends, whatever style of football it may be, the whole day, the days of football, all Saturdays, all Sundays. It was like, I need a beer I can start with in the morning, finish with in the evening. And that's that's Miller Lite. Now is the time to hop on over to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports with football season upon us. Guys, football season brings back the big hits. So reach for the biggest hit of them all, Miller Lite. You can find Miller Lite pretty much everywhere beer is sold. Or go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Got some big NFL news this morning, Joe Prano. Do we? Lay it on me, Andy. We do. It uh, involves your boy, Russell Wilson. No. What happened? Good news or bad news? Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. They're riding. Broncos country, <laughs> let's ride. Broncos country, let's ride. They're riding with a $245 million payday. They extended him? Yeah. Wow. Tell me about this deal. That's actually kind of a surprise to me. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked. So... Russell Wilson is getting $245 million, $165 million guaranteed. He will now have so a 24, 20, $245 million. So that's what? A six-year deal? Well, the total, because he already had a couple years left. The total is seven years, $296 million. Okay. $165 million guaranteed. I'm shocked. So seven more years from now? Yeah, he's 33. Broncos country, less age. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. He's going to be like, Broncos country. You ride, I'll ride next to you in a car. Seven years. But here's my thing about this. I think, you know, like I said, I think this is, I'm obviously a big Russell Wilson guy. I think this is a make or break. I know, but you're falling off, dude. You, I mean, the last, just the last, I mean, the last six months. Well, well, I mean, maybe it's the Cincinnati life, you know, maybe it's all the meditation, but like I've, I've thrown some shots over and you've just been like, yep. And you should be like, you fucking out there, you. No, all, no, Russell Wilson is a good Christian. I'll fucking fight you. Here's my thing about Russell Wilson. He, he I, look, he was in a great system and he I he I don't know if he fully realizes that like Pete Carroll. I'm a huge fan of Pete. Carroll. Thank you. This is what I was saying the whole time. Yeah, but, but I was saying it too, Joe. This isn't anything new. All I'm saying is I think it's a make or break year. 
I am surprised that, that he had two years left. I know they wanted to do this deal, but my take would be, let's see how this year plays out. Like if they go 10 and seven and make the playoffs and he throws for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, I'd be like, cool. They made the playoffs. He, he still can do it with another team. I look forward to the week eight spin that the Broncos now have one of the worst lines in football. Their lines, it's awful. But I have an interesting take I want to bring up. Can you win a Super Bowl? I know he's won one before, but I don't think he was at this level of Jesus freak. I have a new Andy Ruther take I was thinking of today. And somebody can point these out. Maybe some of these guys are Jesus freaks. Can you win what I would call a Jesus freak? Like, I'm not talking Matthew Stafford thanking God. I don't even know if he did, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not talking about that in an interview. I'm talking about Russell Wilson's Twitter. We got, well, I mean, let's go through the, let's off the top of our heads. Who are the Jesus freak quarterbacks? Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, uh, Zach Wilson, I guess. Is he Mormon? He's Mormon. Yeah, but to me, different. This is how I describe a Jesus freak. Bible quotes. Yeah. So if you look at Russell Wilson's Twitter, his bio says, I want to love like Jesus. Whoa. Right. He tweeted today. All in caps, all the glory to Jesus, hands up emojis, hashtag right. he is king. Jesus, he's king. Jesus, he's king. <laughs> Jesus, he's king. Jesus is king. He's got a lot of Jesus tweets. Two days ago, he yeah. tweeted Jesus, so, you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. It's a Hebrews quote. My point is this. Can you win a Super Bowl with, again, a G, not, not a Christian, not somebody who might yeah. be vocal. I'm talking like. Not somebody who has faith. Yeah. A Jesus freak. And I, and I could be wrong. I don't remember him being this way when they won their first Super Bowl, which is now like seven years ago, eight years ago, right? So I don't remember him being over the top with it. That's all I want to pose to everybody. Can you win with a Jesus freak? I mean, it's easy to praise the Legion of Boom. And then when you don't have them, you got to turn to higher power. (laughs) You're like, oh, maybe Jesus can save me. Well, let's just look at recent winners. Tom Brady's not a Jesus freak. No. At all. Tom Tom Brady slaughters and drinks the blood (laughs) of babies. What are we talking about? I'm not giving this up, by the way. This is, I repeat what I repeated the last five times I've brought this up. This is not a bit. Patrick Mahomes recently won a Super Bowl. Not a a Jesus freak that I know of. Might have faith. Again, yeah. Matthew Stafford, not that I know of. I just look, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud and you named them. But, uh, but, but like, look, like, look at it too. Okay. Like, let's look at some of the, like, let's look at the, uh, the Manning Roethlisberger rivers class. Let's just take, this is the perfect example. Ooh, I like what you're doing here. Eli Manning, not a Jesus freak. No, two Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger 
wins a couple Super Bowls, not a Jesus freak, becomes a Jesus freak, never wins a Super Bowl again. Philip Rivers, full-time Jesus freak, no Super Bowls. Didn't even appear in one. All the glory be to God. How about fucking, like, at this point, if you praise Jesus, you might not, all the glory should be to everybody but God. I mean, that is, that that class right there says it all. Ben Roethlisberger, motorcycle riding rapist, winning Super Bowls, Jesus freak, never appears in one again. Yeah, he did the, I suddenly became devout Christian. My favorite move when somebody does awful things, they suddenly, oh, I'm I'm a big Jesus freak. Doesn't even sniff. Meanwhile, they're like, Eli, are you saying, Oh, Jesus. He's like, no, nah, I'm saying Omaha just means, you know, we're, we're next. Next sounds snap count. Who's the last Jesus freak to win a Super Bowl? Off the top I have of no head. idea. No clue. I feel like Russell maybe was probably like. On his way, like he wasn't full, maybe he wasn't full on, but. I mean, he said. He wasn't having sex with Ciara when they were dating before they got married, which is a whole other discussion. But I'm just saying, like, he went that far. Tim Tebow is obviously the poster child. Yeah. Jesus freak. Tim Tebow, I mean, he couldn't even throw a spiral. That's how much Jesus affects your quarterback play. <laughs> I think this is a great new dirty sports. This is a great theory, dude. Hey, thanks, man. I was thinking about it today. I was like, because I was looking at his Twitter and I'm like, dude, it, like you're so over the top. And I'm like, wait a second. And then I, I started thinking that. I was like, can Jesus Freaks win a Super Bowl? I don't think they can. I mean, you look at Derek Carr doesn't have a playoff win. Kirk Cousins has one playoff win. Carson Wentz. Does Carson Wentz have a playoff win? Where he's been the quarterback? Yeah. Ooh, I hopped into YouTube. This is a good one here. We, we, we do have an outlier to my theory. Okay. Kurt Warner, big Jesus freak. Kurt Warner, okay. Thank you, Stanga, for that. So Kurt Warner is probably the last like major one. Yeah. He, he was big Jesus freak all the way back then. Yeah. It was what, 99? Now he does like Kirk Cameron movies. Did you ever watch that? You didn't watch that movie, did you? The Kurt Warner movie? Yeah. No. I didn't want to watch Kurt Warner play, let alone fucking some actor pretending to be Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was fun to watch in the field. Sure. He was all right. Overrated. Ooh, that's a good discussion. You think Kurt Warner was overrated? Absolutely. The only thing that makes Kurt Warner, the only argument against Kurt Warner overrated is that that Cardinals run. But that's what I'm saying. He led him to a Super Bowl. He was old. But they lost. And again, you know, full Russell Wilson, Jesus freak style. He also threw a game-breaking interception in that game. 
on the goal line. I would counter that with two time. I know we've discussed this recently with him and Marshall Falk. Yeah. Two time. He's a two time MVP though. Yeah. Overrated. You could be, listen, you could be a 20 time MVP and be overrated. If people think you're better than that. Marshall Falk should have won both of those. Two time first team all pro Joe. I know. But I'm, I'm saying, but but I'm but I'm just saying, like Russell Wilson's never even got an All Pro vote for first team. I understand. I'm not saying Kurt Warner is not good. Kurt Warner is very good. You think he's just overrated? I think he's overrated. He was on. He, he, I mean, I mean, he had great receivers his whole career. Great receivers, great running back in the dome on turf. Marshall Falk, just do it, like, dude. The ability that, like, the way he, he he was he was ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. The, they were they were unstoppable because of him. I don't. I'd argue. You know, I'd argue Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt might be slightly overrated because of Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk was ridiculous. He time. was catching the ball out of the backfield, doing everything. Like, yeah, he was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Marshall Falk underrated. I agree. I agree there. So here's some interesting numbers on Russell Wilson's contract. When we start looking at guaranteed money. This is where the Browns, they just look ridiculous. What like what were they thinking? Because no one's going near. That was the discussion, right? The Browns guaranteed him, Deshaun Watson, $230 million. How's this going to reset the market? It really hasn't, to be honest. Right. Kyler Murray gets $189.5 million. So nowhere near that. Russell Wilson gets $165 million guaranteed. So, like, no one is even sniffing that 230. Which is going to be really interesting when Lamar Jackson's contract is figured out. When Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are negotiating with their teams. Because it seems like no one's going near that 230. But then you say, where do these guys fit in? Yeah. Obviously, a lot of it depends on this year because they're those guys are in their third year. Yeah. Burrow and Herbert. But aren't you really curious about the Lamar Jackson contract situation? I am oh like, yeah. I'm so Appar- fascinated. Apparently he's like his that. own agent. Correct. Seems like a bad idea. I mean, is Lamar Jackson gonna demand more than Deshaun Watson seems like he is. Well, he can argue he's again MVP, right? Well, you're, I, I guess, Andy, you're the GM of the Ravens. What's your, what's Lamar Jackson earned in your eyes? Well, let's pull up the other ones like I just talked about. Then uh, to me, Joe, all I care about is guarantee because that's money that I have to pay him. Right. Yeah. That's straight cash, homie. 
Kyler Murray's getting 189. Deshaun's getting 230. Josh Allen's getting 150. Russell Wilson, 165. The Mahomes deal is actually kind of wild now. Mahomes only is getting 141 guaranteed. Now, his deal's worth right. the most. No one's near his deal. His deal's a total of $450 million. But again, all I care about is the guarantee. Matthew Stafford, $130 million guaranteed. Aaron Rodgers, $150. So I, I, if I'm the Ravens, I'm looking at Dak Prescott, $126 million. He deserves more than that. The problem is this Kyler Murray, the one that's a crazy one to me. Because but they got that done early. And Kyler Murray hasn't had as much time as Lamar Jackson has to show where he can take the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, you know, have had some good seasons under him so far. Obviously, they have not won a playoff game. Um, but how many does Lamar have? One? He's one playoff win. He's not going to have much for weapons this year. To me, see, like, it's, I know it's a, to, like, there's not a lot of guys and, who have the mindset that I have about it. And I'm sure it's like being the president of the United States. You can go in with the grandest ideas and they fucking go, like, you're not allowed to do that shit. You know what I mean? Sure. But to me, I got to say, here's here's the here's the team who handled it the best. The Washington at the time Redskins. With Kirk Cousins, they just kept being like, OK, you're a top five paid quarterback again this year. You're a top five paid quarterback again this year because we're franchising you, but we're not giving you the deal. And then they let him go. Yeah. And they were right. I I, I would I wouldn't throw a lot at it. like like here I know people just say why what's the hang up and oh franchise quarterback franchise quarterback this is for sure the franchise this guy gives us an opportunity to win a Super Bowl Dak Prescott yes or no I don't know Kyler Murray more yes more than Dak. For me, Lamar Jackson. He's played four years. I mean, the the Browns just did this Baker Mayfield. They're like, peace, yo. We're going to go get a different guy. Like, I, I think I think cutting when it does, if you're not, I, I, I almost think it's like, I mean, this is also how I end up 43, never married. But like, if you're not sure, you don't give her a ring. Too many guys I know were like, ah, what's the worst can happen? We get divorced. It's like, yeah, I guess. But it's like, to me, I'm not just giving her cousins a wedding ring, you know, I given, I don't know if I'm giving Lamar Jackson. One. I know he's done a lot for the Ravens. I, and I agree. I know he has. And people are probably saying you guys are nuts. I know annoying Ravens. Twitter is my counter to that would be this. 
I think we've seen his ceiling. The right? MVP year. The MVP year. We saw his ceiling. To me, the other thing is like when you look around the AFC and these quarterbacks, it's like if Lamar Jackson has had been had played in three AFC championships games against Patrick Mahomes right now, it's a no brainer. Sure. But he hasn't played in one. No, and, and that's my point by saying the ceiling. I know it's just one year, but he hasn't impressed me enough in the playoffs. And I just his game, I I everybody, I know everybody gets again, that's the move, especially on social. Oh, I'm not calling him a running back, but I just don't I he does not have that quarterback prototype that I want. This is just me as a GM. And if you're gonna talk about AFC quarterbacks. Off the top of my head, he's obviously behind Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. Dude, you're you're already the fifth. You're you, just off the top of my head. You're already the fifth best quarterback. And and you can argue him and Deshaun Watson. We don't know what we're going to get from him. He hasn't played in a year. I, I like I. I mean, there you're you're not that long removed from being like Russell Wilson's better than him. No doubt about it. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, like, and by the way, I'm not standing for anybody here. I'm that's I'm I'm saying both those guys are question marks. I was the guy who was like the, I was the guy who said the Seahawks should have cut and run three years before they did. And I hate to say it, but like, was I right? Like in retrospect, you can say, oh, but he did this and this and this and this, and what would they have done without him? Uh, started a rebuild earlier. He missed four games last year. Right. This is where I get worried about the injury stuff with how he plays. My point for, I'm, I'm going to go back just one second to that point, because this is my point for Ravens fans. If you're out there and I listen, I am, I've gone battle the bastards with Russell Wilson stands over the years. It's just me and a sword and a fucking army charging at me. Was I right or was I wrong? Seattle should have moved on. I still don't know if I want to give you that, to be honest. Okay. Instead, you want first-round playoff losses and start a rebuild three years later with an older coach and seemingly no direction whatsoever. Well, my counter to that for Russell Wilson would say he still – performing put up numbers lamar jackson's gonna do that dude i know i know but also he's getting into the plat you know the afc west has been very competitive he's still the niners played in the super bowl while he was there the rams played in the super bowl twice while he was there in those in in the last four years three the nfc west has been featured in the super bowl three times retroactively this is what i'm saying this is kind of the attitude that you should in my opinion that you should have if you're a gm the second that you think man 
the chances of us going to the Super Bowl with this guy is an outside shot. You cut and run. Well, if you look at the Ravens roster, and I have it pulled up, their depth chart, I don't know how updated it is. He doesn't have many weapons at all at wide receiver. The updated Ravens? Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. updated, their depth chart that I'm looking at. My point is, dude, good luck this year. Because, like, you. The, here's the thing. Guys are just going to, they just, they're just going to put guys in the box. Like, I, I know you're saying we're run first team. But again, it to me it brings me back to Cam Newton. Like, there's only so long a run when, when a when a running quarterback, and I'm going to say that because he does run the ball. When a guy runs the ball this much, and we saw it with Cam, you fall off hard. Yeah, you fall off real hard and quickly. I mean, if you look at Cam Newton post his MVP season you really drop off. And that's why I said, I think we've seen the peak for Lamar Jackson. And that wasn't even a playoff win. You didn't even get a playoff win. So long story short, I, I agree. Well, they can't franchise him, but I don't know what throwing a ton of money. If Lamar, if Lamar agreed to like three years, hundred million dollars guaranteed, I do that. He won't though. I'm not sure I would. That's the thing. I'm not sure I would. I you wouldn't I'm not give sure. him three years, a hundred million dollars. Three years, maybe. That's what maybe I'm saying. Three years. Three years. But even then, man, even then, just kicking the can down the road. Not really, because a lot can happen in three years. A lot, especially with his style. Hold, hold on one second. Sorry, you come back in a couple hours, or I, I, or even tomorrow's fine. Thank you. Made service. Bring, bring them on. Yeah, um, a lot can happen in three years. Like the bus carrying the AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks gets into an accident. <laughs> what are we talking? What can happen? What happens? Oh, to, oh, what oh. happens to Herbert Burrow, Mahomes, Allen? Allen. I don't know. A lot can happen. People I, are. I, I I mean, listen. Here's the thing. It is a tough fucking position to be in. But I but I think that I don't think enough teams have the the balls. They don't to do it, and it's tough. You have also, fan, you have a fan base to deal yes, with. I was you gonna have, say you have whatever, but like. They're looking at that fan base. Like the fan base like, will go nuts. I'm like right now, I look at the the Tennessee Titans. We're coming off being the one seed, and I'm like, Malik Will should start halfway through the year because we've seen what you are capable of with Ryan Tannehill. Grind out a bunch of games, but come playoff time, Art, can you beat the best teams in? your conference three games in a row. Look at the end of the Mahomes fucking Buffalo game, the end of Mahomes Allen followed up by 
the Burrow comeback. Dude, you're going to go. <laughs> you know, the phrase, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Don't bring a game manager to a gunfight. Don't bring an option quarterback to a gunfight. <laughs> Fucking Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are just out there firing bazookas at each other. Ryan Tannehill's like, you like fucking Derrick Henry? A little play action? Patrick Holmes like, we have 13 seconds to score. Ryan Tannehill's like, I have 13 minutes to score. I'm going to use every fucking second of it. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson's like, I have a concussion. I don't remember the last 13 minutes. I don't remember the last 13 days of my life. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy the world we live in, but like, it's, that's why football is different than any sport and quarterbacks different than any position. Yeah. And to be fair, Lamar Jackson, that was 2019. And you say, what can happen in three years? I would argue a lot for him. So, so I, I'm looking at your last two years besides that, like you're getting, you've gone downhill as far as how numbers about, wise. How about, how about like, how about this, Andy? You know, you said you he won't do it. And yeah, he probably won't. What if you go like baseball style? What if you go 100 million, two years, fully guaranteed? I don't hate it. It, fu- it fucks your cap, but like whatever, you, you, you go, you backload everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, make him the highest paid yearly guarantee. AAV, like what Matt, what, what, you know, what they do with Scherzer. Yeah. I don't know. Buffalo or Baltimore stands. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel, I have a feeling we, we could hear from you. I think that, I think that fan base is uh, a little split on Lamar Jackson. And then I also think you've got Lamar Jackson has acquired a, like a national fan base. There's, there's Lamar Jackson stands out there. A lot of them. Well, like I said, I mean, I hate to bring this into it, but it's true. It's it. The racial element is very strong it in is. the art, in the online argument, in the online argument. Race is brought into it quite frequently. And I think you and I have done a good job countering that by saying, guys, there's just as many QBs that are. Right. Whether they're overvalued or considered overvalued, or, I mean, I think that there's a racial element too, and when it comes to quarterbacking in the NFL, about for sure, like, there's a history about, behind a, it. about about style of play. Like I would say that there's GMs and coaches and scouts or whatever who would say that the running quarterback style is a black style of play. Sure. Even. And dude, I've talked about this the whole. I mean, I've talked about this from Russell Wilson to. Uh, Daniel Jones to well, a million people over the years, right? Haven't I said essentially don't fucking run your quarterback? Yeah. At, like to me at all costs, like run when being chased, run when scrambling. Like I don't believe in design runs for the quarterback. And, and, that, goes and, for, and that goes for Josh Allen too. Goes for everybody. Yeah. Because what's the upside versus what's the downside? To me, you know, if you break it out once in a blue moon, you're you're fourth and or third and seven on the fucking third and goal on the seven and nothing. You you go for the QB draw or you go for a naked bootleg 
or you go whatever. Like if you use it as like a, it's always there. It's always possible. But having it be part of your game plan to me is way more risk than reward. And I also would challenge offensive coordinators to be like, if you need that in your offense, then you one don't have the right quarterback and two don't have the right offense. Like Sean McVay is not going to run Matthew Stafford. What? <laughs> I was just reading that text from Randy Ruther. He's, he, you know, he's, he's, I didn't even read it yet. Trying to mess with us. Just come out and say it, you racist Lamar Jackson retire. He's so ridiculous. Randy. Randy. He's on one. But didn't I say that about Russell Wilson back in the day? Didn't I say that about I mean Cam Newton is perfect example of a guy, very Lamar Jackson cannot be just a passer. Only effective that he was also a tailback in your short down in your short yardage situations. It's what made him effective. I feel that way with Lamar Jackson. A hundred percent. They need him to run. They need him to run. Yeah. To, to Russell Wilson's credit. He, I mean, he completely changed. Look at his, look at his rushing stats. His first three years versus sense. Like he completely changed that. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got to adapt. I don't Josh Allen. Not running as much. Josh Allen's also yeah. so big. You know, Josh Allen's kind of a weird one because he's just so yeah. goddamn big. But even Josh Allen, like, okay, he's so big and he can take the hits and whatever. Once a game, once early in the game to keep the defense on their toes, once in a huge spot here in a playoff game or whatever, you need, you need it. But to me, with Josh Allen's talents, if you need him to run the ball, you're running the, a bad offense. And and I'm I'm wrong. He rushed for his most yards last year. Who's that? Josh Allen. Yeah, he rushed for 763 yards last year. I I know the position is changing. We both do, but but Matthew Stafford won it last year, and Tom Brady won it the year before, and Aaron Rodgers keeps winning MVPs. And Patrick Mahomes fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you play to win the game, but you really, you play to win the Super Bowl, Herm. Well, here's a QB that I believe was taken the same year as uh, Lamar Jackson was, was, uh, was uh, Josh Rosen taking the same year? I believe he was. He was just released. He's played for six teams now. And by played, we mean was had the owned the uniform of. Yeah, his stats for three teams. I got. I, I posted this on Twitter, dude. This clip is so wild. This clip from draft night. From Josh Rosen is so wild. This is from draft night. I'm being drafted 10th, 2018. I was pretty pissed off. I fell. Uh, one, two, and three um, went by. And uh, 
uh, just kind of went into a blur after that. I was I was really angry. Teams were passing on me, and I was honestly expecting to get picked at some point and have to fake a smile and go up and and uh, pretend to be happy. But for but for some reason, when I got picked, all of that went away, and it just went to straight excitement and relief. There were nine mistakes made ahead of me, and I um, I will make sure over over the next decade or so that they they will uh, they will know that they made a mistake. That's one of the worst. That's one of the. That's one of that, like. He wasn't even talking about quarterbacks. He was talking about not all the nine picks. Nine picks ahead of him. Yeah, I knew he was going to suck. I knew he was going to suck. Just living in L.A. and seeing what you said, I knew he was going to suck. People have been on me about like saying he was going to be good, and I'm like, I don't watch college football, but I liked, I liked, you, you, I liked you, him you more. You missed than, on him for sure. But I like. I was actually in on Josh Allen too. I think I was not in. I think I was not a Baker fan, and I was not a Darnold fan. And it's like, honestly. At this point, I know we're, I know you could say, bro, Josh Rosen's out of the league and played for six teams. But like, Josh Rosen, uh, tell me if you think this is fair. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are closer to Josh Rosen than they are Josh Allen. I wouldn't say Baker. I'm not going to throw him in that. Well, first of all, he was just in a quarterback competition with Sam Darnold. I know, but still. Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold's closer to Josh Rosen or Josh Allen? And Rosen. he's on his second team. Rosen. He's the backup. Sam, Sam Darnold had major turnover problems at USC. I was the same way. I said, why that's are you what, That's why guy? I didn't like him. He turns the ball over all the fucking time, not just interceptions. He fumbles the ball. He's not secure with it. I liked Josh Rosen for the same reason I liked Josh Allen, which is my good quarterback, bad school theory. I like quarterbacks who had to deal with a little something in college. But one guy went to Wyoming, dude. One guy went to UCLA. Right. But what UCLA gets beat up by the Pac-12. You know what I mean? It's like Eli Manning went to Ole Miss. Peyton Manning went to Tennessee. They were like doormats in the fucking, you know. Ole Miss was good when Eli was there. Well, because Eli was there. But like historically, you know, Alabama's kicking their ass. Florida's kicking their ass. LSU's LSU's kicking their ass. They're going up against big-time prospects every week. Just the confidence that Josh Rosen had and also the lack of, Hey, I'm excited to be an Arizona Cardinal. Instead, it's me, 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 me. They picked in front of me. I was mad. I knew he grew up with money. If you look into his family, it shows in all these interviews and yeah. it shows how he's reacting there. That was one of the most freezing cold takes. We have another one from me. Courtesy of captain kook. Hey, what's up, boys? Uh, just going back, listening to the NFL preview from last season for Shits and Giggles, gearing up for the season. Can't fucking wait. And 30 minutes in, I swear to God, you guys are talking about the AFC, and fucking Ruther guarantees that the, Red, that the fucking Bengals won't win more than six games for the season. 
six games. Bro, they lost the Super Bowl by three points. Fuck, the Ruther curse is strong. Anyways, just thought you'd, uh, thought you'd enjoy that. Stay dirty. Condoms are for fucking injuries. And uh, kooks for life. Let's go. Hell yeah. Fucking kook Meyer, brat. Okay, to be fair, no one saw the Bengals make the Super Bowl. No. No, but you know that your your relationship with the Bengals, you have you have a long and storied history with the Bengals. But I think that when you when you dive in and you guarantee, you give the Ruther guarantee. I mean, we've seen what it can do. To, we we've seen how it can the Ruther curse can whatever. But I think in that situation, we have a Ruther. We have like a a firm Ruther dive in curse moment coupled with the bangles you know you weren't backing down you didn't back down i don't think you backed down until they were in the super bowl you were like yeah whatever fucking zach taylor let's see if you can fucking does he even put on his fucking headset straight you're like dude they're in the fucking AFC i'm game. still not a zach taylor fan what what i learned last year this is what i learned and i've said this and i'll admit it joe burrow Joe is it, Burrow is that good over the curse of the Brown family? That like that's and, what I and learned. The Ruther curse and Zach Taylor. Yeah, like Joe Burrow is. I think he's a game. He's he is like that guy, and he has everything that comes with it. And he's so cool. He's so composed. On top of obviously his amazing skill set, and I think that's where I was proven wrong. And look, they, as long as he plays quarterback, and I'll just say this right now, as long as he is there and playing, they have a legitimate shot at the Super Bowl every year. Because yeah. I think he's that good. I mean, they were a play away, realistically. Yeah. yeah. So. You love you some Joe Burrow. Who's a bigger Joe Burrow fan? Andy Ruther or Randy Ruther? No, he is. Is he, though? I don't know. See, here, I'm going to argue that. And here's the thing. Randy Ruther is going to lose his mind right now. Randy Ruther is going to be a, like, dude, they could have fucking Sam Darnold, Andy Ruther, Randy Macho Man Savage, a quarterback. He'd have the jersey. He'd be like, what do you mean? Look at him. He's Macho Man. He's snapping into Slim Jims. I'm getting the white jersey with the white Tiger helmet. He'd be all in. He definitely owns an Achilles Smith jersey somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, Smith. you hate the Bengals. Hated, I should say. You love Joe Burrow so much. He's bringing you back in the fold. Well, I just, I can't, dude. You see it, you see it firsthand. You're like, this guy got the Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow gets traded to the fucking Browns tomorrow. Randy Ruther spits on his face, burns his jersey. You know, he'll tell you. He, we're about to get a text. I would never, not my boy, Icy Joe Joe Burr. He'd be like, I would never. He goes on the Browns. He's suddenly making memes about fucking Cleveland and Joe Burrow. Fucking, you know, he's gonna catch fire. He's gonna light the 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 river on fire with his cigars. Like he he's out. Meanwhile, you're following him up, fucking the 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 interstate to Cleveland. Well, at this point, I'm just a huge fan. Again, I've become such a huge quarterback fan of, of certain guys. 
and he's one of them. And the AFC in particular is just obviously I've been a huge Josh Allen fan. And the truth is Mahomes won so much that it kind of like, I don't know, it diluted it in a way for me that I want to see some of these other guys. Your boy texted you. I knew he would. Look at it. He's wow. I'll give Andy the argument of being a bigger Burrow fan. I love him, but for him to make Andy talk about actually hoping the Bengals have a good season is something else. I don't care what the Bengals do. Here's what I'll say. I think with Burrow there and healthy, they're clearly the team to beat in that division, which is fascinating because I read an article today from The Athletic. They interview five execs, anonymous execs from the NFL, and they take a poll. It's the AFC. How do you rank each team? They take the average from the five execs, and they hit the Bengals sixth in the in the AFC. Which I'll be honest, I did think I was like, that's disrespect. They they won the AFC last year, man. They had the Ravens ahead of the Bengals, which again, I I, I just don't I don't see that barring an injury on Burrow. You know, so. Who knows? I think the Bengals. My prediction right now. I mean, now, the, Super, the Super Bowl hangover is real. It is real. It's real. It's possible. But he Browns it, are going to be better. But they no. Deshaun's out eleven games. My my prediction right now, and I'll and I'll do this again next week when we do the preview. Is I think the Bengals do win the division. Now I might be cursing them. I think that, but I don't think they run. I think it's a ten. It's like last year. It's like a ten or eleven win team. They have a first place schedule. The hangover is real. I think they win ten or eleven games. But it's all about getting into it, right? Like, you just got to get into the dance. I'm sneaky already a Steelers fan again now that Ben Roethlisberger's gone. I think I've hinted at that. I want the Ken- I want Kenny Pickett season to start immediately. Kenny two gloves. Really? Yeah, I'm in. I was just in the Vegas sport. I was down in the sports book here yesterday looking at all the odds like I mean, they got everybody's got Pittsburgh finishing last in the landslide. And it's like really, even with Deshaun Watson being out majority of the year. Yeah. That's interesting. Or I should or I should say that they have them at the lowest odds to win the division. Well, that's not a bad pick. Pittsburgh's weird because if, if you're D, like if Pittsburgh could have a top five defense and their offense could surprise you, you don't want to sleep on Najee Harris, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm in, I'm back in. I still think Mike Tomlin overrated, but that's actually one of the tougher arguments. Ever. Oh, the Mike the Mike Tomlin over underrated is a is a tough one. Yeah, he's got Doc Rivers vibes. You know, like the guy seems like a great coach. Um, but like, you know, that elite, that eliteness, like there's one thing to put, get you through the season. Are you going to place a bet on the under for the Detroit Lions? I might. I was going to do it yesterday. I almost did it yesterday. It was just like dirty sports. I almost posted on dirty sports. It's like bet the under. I don't really, I'm not really that invested. I didn't watch Hard Knocks this week. Did you watch it? I fell asleep. During the episode? Yeah, so I didn't finish. 
I didn't watch it. Obviously, they finally they they gave unless they give more at the end of the episode. They gave like two minutes to Jared Goff. They finally give something to Jared Goff. And their the coaches were raving about him, and he's making all the throws, and he's so good. And you talk about a team who cut their losses. I give credit to the Rams. They threw a, I think, believe it was a hundred nine million dollar guarantee to Jared Goff, and they said we cannot win a Super Bowl. Like to me, the Rams are the model. They are. They're the model. Well, they're the model. They're they're. Listen, what they are is. They're a team that just said, it doesn't matter what it costs us. We've recognized it. But what they should have done is recognize it sooner. McVay knew before that. McVay knew before the extension, right? You didn't have to do it. Yeah. Good like us, Giant, us Giants fans don't know what the fuck to think about Daniel Jones. And so this year they were like, we're not even picking up your option, bro. To show me a year. Yeah. Which is totally fair. So you sent me this Instagram post about Bishop Sycamore. Yes. Bro. I did some digging. <laughs> I sent it to you because I knew you were going to be so fucking turned. Oh, I was turned the minute you sent it to me. They're they're doing a document a docu uh, doc, documentary can't even talk a documentary on Bishop Sycamore. Your boy Michael Strahan's company is doing it. It's going to be on HBO, so this is going to be legit. Quick reminder: Bishop Sycamore was the fake football team that was on ESPN, and they claimed they were in Columbus, Ohio, and they oh, lost. I think anybody that listens to the Dirty Sports podcast remembers Bishop Sycamore. Andy was wow. turned for it. Ah, I can't get enough. Dude, there's even more. What you sent me didn't even dive into it. So I clicked on the Hollywood Reporter story on it. This is even wilder. So they're doing a whole thing on what happened. And obviously HBO does great stuff. And I'm sure it's going to be great. But here's what's crazy. The headline I saw on Hollywood Reporter, Michael Strahan's Bishop Sycamore football project caught up in coach's fraud case. So. This is during filming. He did, their coach owes money. Not only did they fraud this school, I'm reading this article today. So their coach and someone else apparently committed fraud against the bank. They took out a loan of $100,000 by falsely claiming to be representatives of the African Methodist Episcopal Church of Columbus. So according to this article in the Hollywood Reporter, they were ordered to stop paying the coach for the documentary because they're like, dude, he's got to then give that money in this fraud case that he owes over six figures to this bank because he lied about us. So that's like when you win. That's like when you're here and you win the fucking slot machine and they're like, sorry, we got to take your fucking, you know, you're like uh you're 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 fucking what what do you pay your child support out of it? <laughs> your alimony. Yeah, your alimony, your child support. Like congratulations, you won. We're giving it to your kid. So apparently they owe this bank $120,000. Now Michael Strahan's company is saying we're not paying him for this. 
So they have the rights to his story. This is according to the production company Michael Strahan owns. In November, we entered an agreement to option and acquire the exclusive rights to Roy Johnson. That's the coach also involved in the fraud. Life story in connection with a potential scripted script or with a potential scripted project. He was not paid for participating in the documentary. And I sent you this link and I'm going to play it. It's so funny. It's uh, it's a behind the scenes. And he's like, do I look like somebody who would lie or something? What does he say? I'll play it. Do you want my hands like this, like this, like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, man. Whatever. No, man, because listen, body language is so important. What? You realize if I sit in a certain way, people are going to think that I don't care. Just be natural. You don't have to try. Do I look like a con artist? I love that right there. Do I look like a con artist? Like he's looking at the camera. It's going to go on my brother's headstone. <laughs> Do I look like, well, according Shots to fired across the family dinner table. Yeah. Holy shit. If only he listened to dirty sports. I love that. Do I look like a Connors? Well, it doesn't matter how you look, dude. According to court documents, you literally said you were associated with Seems like maybe another made-up church, the African Methodist Episcopal Church in Columbus. The best part is when you sent that to me, I was with some older gentlemen at this place I volunteer at on Wednesdays. And I was laughing. I was like, and I I just I just assumed they knew these are the guys in their mid-60s to early 70s. I just assumed they knew about Bishop Sycamore. Yeah. I was like, I was like, dude, they're doing a documentary on Bishop Sycamore. And they go, what? I go, you know that school that faked last year? That they were like, no idea what you're talking about, dude. They they were looking at me like I was an alien. I was like, you know the school they played IMG Academy on ESPN. The guy's like, what are you talking about? And then this is how I tried to relate it, and they still didn't know. Yeah, I was like, they're like the Elizabeth Holmes of high school football on their lies. And the guy's like, who's Elizabeth Holmes? I'm like, where am I? Who am I talking to? That, you're that's like, they're, you're like they're they're con artists. It's like they catch me if you can with Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo who? Da Vinci? No, DiCaprio. That'll be good though, man. I just like this guy's like, yeah, I work for Amex. They're like American Express. He's like, no, the African Methodist Episcopal Church. <laughs> man, you can't just walk around saying you work for Amex. He said, "Do I look like a con artist?" Yeah, motherfucker, you named your church Amex. I started watching that documentary. It's on Netflix. It's like, yeah, man, I, I own McDonald's. Really? Yeah, he's like the Methodist church down over near. <laughs> <laughs> who was the ref who got in trouble on the federal charges in the NBA? Tim Donahue. Tim Donahue. I started watching that. You know, there's a documentary on Netflix. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be oh, a few minutes in, but I think it'll be a good one. I don't know. I love the dude. I love this sort of stuff. I know you do, Andy. Well, I just love it because it's fascinating how the, like, I just, I never understood. Like, I always say, how does this happen? 
Like, how does the Bishop Sycamore thing happen? How does the Elizabeth Holmes, you're talking large sums of money and just, it's just, again, I always say people are really dumb. You can really pull the wool over people's eyes very easily, I think. I just, it just blows my mind. I don't know. It'll be fun. Give us a ring. Hop in. I want to hear from Ravens fans if you guys exist. If you want to come out of your uh, your hole, I mean, yeah, like I have no ill will toward the Ravens fans, but like I actually, I'd like to hear both sides of it. I'm sure, I'm sure there's people out there like, what the fuck do you want this guy to do? I would love to hear if there's, you know, as an outsider, are there people that are insiders? Are there? Do we have dirtball Ravens fans that are like, I think we should fucking punt on Lamar Jackson and find a new quarterback. Are do those guys exist? I'm not necessarily saying that's what I would do. Yeah, it's, it's not lot, even punting on him. It's but, saying let's see a couple more years. Yeah, but to me, I'm a lot closer on punting on him than I am turning him into the franchise quarterback. And that goes for that goes for like all but probably ten guys in the league. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, give us a shout 310-359-8365. That's a hotline or send us a message, Twitter, Instagram at the dirty sports. You can message me personally at Andy Ruther. Joe is fix your life on Twitter and at Joe Prano on everything else. Uh, you can come see me at the comedy cellar the rest of the week. Tonight's what Thursday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two shows. I've, I know some dirt balls are already planning on coming out, have come out, going to keep coming out. Um, luckily, the Rio here serves Miller Lights. The Comedy Cellar serves Miller Lights. So we can get a couple of drinks, hang out, come to a show. Obviously, always message me uh, at Joe Prano and everything except for Twitter at Face Your Life. Let me know you're coming. Um, and uh, JoePrano.com for upcoming shows in Los Angeles and beyond. Oh, real quick, real quick before we exit. I do have an update on Roscoe Gate. Oh, I had a long chat with my mailman. I, I ran into him the other day. The guy who did the macing? No, my regular mailman. Okay. Who I really, really like. It's a he low did. bar. Just don't mace my dog. Well, he did some digging. It was not anybody in the area. They were they were low, and I and I know they're they're desperate for help, and I know that just like everybody else. He said they were low on guys. They had to bring in somebody from Columbus, and none of them knew him. He's like, I didn't know this guy. He's like, had I known him, I told you he was ready to give me the guy's route, the whole nine yards. So he's like, I don't know this guy, out of town guy from Columbus, came down for the day. Just takes a fucking. Freeway down from Columbus to Macy dog. Yeah, probably a Buckeye fan. Probably. Definitely a Buckeye fan. Yeah. Thinks Urban Meyer did nothing wrong. Yeah. Thought it was totally appropriate. Yeah. Next time he's here, I'm going to have to put a Michigan hoodie on Roscoe. <laughs> Lure him in. That's how you figure out put, which Put the khakis is. on him. Put the old school fucking Jim Harbaugh <laughs> glasses on him. Everyone I've talked to about this can't believe it. And everyone always says, I've never heard of this happening to a dog. 
Like it's it, it. I mean, it truly is unbelievable. You should just get a, you should get a little gas mask for Roscoe too to put out like whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm on high alert on Sundays now. Yeah. Who is this guy? You're gonna be watching football, peeking out your window. One eye on your one screen, one eye on your other screen, third eye out the window looking for the Roscoe killer. Did you see they have a Winnie the Pooh horror film? Bruh, I sent that yesterday to like my brothers. And I was like, this is going to be John's favorite movie. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, let's get out of here, Joe. I got, I got, I got a Zoom meeting. And you All right, buddy. Well, breakfast. yeah, yeah. It's time for me to get up and have some breakfast. Uh, great seeing you, Andy. Yeah, and, you too. Uh, ne- next week is football preview week. Football season, less talk. Football season, let's predict. In the meantime, let's go fucking Mets. Get this game against the Dodgers. Let's go, baby. All right, guys. That's our show for today. Like Joe said, back next week. We got some big things happening next week, and we'll announce all those things next week on our two shows, the week of the NFL starting. All right, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys in a few days. And as always, stay dirty.